Hey y'all, we're going to be at the True Crime Podcast Festival this year on August 25th through 27th, 2023 in Austin, Texas. Come join us and get 15% off your ticket with our promo code C. That's C-E-E at the checkout. Thank you all so much for listening to us and we will see you there. Oh, no next Tuesday? Not this time? This is the See You Next Tuesday podcast. We have dirty words and shit potholes throughout the entire episode. Our name literally spells Kant. How could you not know what was coming? Thanks for listening. Hey, everybody. Hi. Welcome back to another episode of See You Next Tuesday. I'm Jesse. I'm Amanda. How was y'all's week? Yep. <laughs> I'm listening to them tell me all about it. Yeah? Mm-hmm. What do you hear? Their week was great. Was it? Mm-hmm. Wow. Stephanie got a promotion. Oh, my God. Grats. And Michael, he got a raise. Nice. Kudos, everybody. Yeah, I'm so proud of you guys. Yay. We love y'all. Okay, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Oh, so... Story time with Amanda again. <laughs> Never not fun with you. I know. What's girl. new with you this week? I caused a fuss at the justice complex with the sheriffs. I'm sorry, what? Wearing bulletproof vests. Wait, what? Why what? Why would you do any... What? Now, it wasn't on purpose. Okay. You weren't like, I'm going to be belligerent. Yeah, no, no. Okay, you know it was the pod son's birthday, right? Yes. And so I kept him home from school to take him to the DPS to get his permit. Okay, yeah. Which, FYI, the Rona has fucked everything up. You have to have appointments at DPS now. Oh, you can't just walk in? No. You have to go online and make an appointment. Yes. So I kind of already knew this, but like we were hoping a prayer in this that they would yeah, take have a sympathy in. and we could just like walk yeah. in. Yeah. Because I was able to get an appointment, but the soonest appointment I could get was like April 25th oh. in Temple. What the hell? Like, which for y'all, it's, it's like far away from us. Like not even worth it. And for a 15 year old who wants their driver's permit. Yeah, not, no. Mm-mm. So I kept him home from school. And I had, I had read on the face place that somebody went to one office and they returned away, but they went to this other office and they were able to be a walk-in. So I went to that office, we were at that office when they opened and this lady comes out and she starts hollering and she's like, no walk-ins, blah, blah, blah. And we're like, okay. Chill out, lady. So I guess this isn't happening today. And then the pod hubby was like, we'll just go to the other one and see what happens, you know. So we go out there and there's this really nice lady working this front desk. And she's like, well, we've had all our walk-in appointments for today taken. So apparently they have an allotted amount of walk-in appointments. Okay. At that one office. Okay. That we did not go to first that I guess we should have. And, but she's real nice. And she goes... I can get you an appointment in two weeks, which is great because now he only has to wait two weeks instead of two months. True. 
And I was like, well, do you mind looking at all my paperwork that I have? Because I think I have everything. And she looks at everything. She makes sure we have the right certificate. She makes sure that, see, you have to have this form called a VOE. And it's a verification of enrollment for school because you have to be in school to get your permit. And I'm like, is it still going to be valid? And, you know, she looks at all the things and come to find out where we're missing. Like, you have to have two proofs of residency and I only had one mm. so I didn't have everything I needed anyways so it's a good thing like hey that way when I come back yeah I'm not wasting anybody's time right so she looked over everything she made an appointment for two weeks which then on Friday I get a letter from the school so my son was sick for an entire week for four days he was sick he had a bacterial infection we have a doctor's note Yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Then I pulled him out of school on his birthday, which makes five absences. Is that bad? Apparently so. Okay. I get a note from the school about he's missed all these days and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, first of all, one of those was a bacterial infection, which I'm pretty sure we don't want to spread if COVID's taught us anything. (laughs) I'm like, and he's going to miss another day in two weeks. Yeah. So I don't know where this puts us with the school because he goes to a charter school. And if he misses so many days, they're going to kick him out. Okay. And I don't know how many days that is. So I'm like, and legally, I think they like can miss up to like 10 days. Yeah. And also, again, four of those five were illness, which so, is totally different. I don't know where we're at. <laughs> I put the hubby in charge of calling the school because he's going to miss another day. Yep. So, yeah. I don't know where we're at. We'll find out. So, we do all this DPS thing. We go to breakfast at IHOP. Because, you know, I'm not taking him to school. It's his birthday. Yeah. After IHOP, we go to the Justice Complex. Because I need a copy of my marriage license. Yeah. Okay. And the county clerk is in the basement of the Justice Complex. Okay. And the county clerk is where you have to get a copy of your marriage license in Texas. Got it. I have not been carrying my gun on me. So I think I'm fine. Because you can't carry any weapons inside the justice complex. Right. It's where all the courtrooms are for all the trials. I'm like, hmm, good thing I haven't been carrying lately because I would be in trouble. There's big signs. No weapons. If you have a gun... Take it to your car. It's going to be thrown away. All these signs. Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, I look at Pod's son. I say, good thing I'm not caring. Not a big deal. My purse, you've seen how big my purse is. Yeah, massive tote. I have paperwork from the DPS in it. Yep. I have birth certificate, social security card, application. I have all this paperwork from the DPS. I have paperwork in my purse for the infusion center because I was going to have my infusion the next day. I have paperwork for my job for some other stuff that I was dealing with. I got my wallet, you know, all the... So I have a lot of stuff in my purse that day. Yeah. Just because of things I was dealing with in my life. Walk in the justice complex. You have a bag. It's got to go through the x-ray machine. You got to go through the metal detector. I dropped my keys in my bag. I made sure my sunglasses were in my bag so I don't set anything off. My phone's in my bag. I put my purse in the conveyor belt. It goes through. I see him clicking through the pictures. He clicks through them again. 
He puts my purse back through. He's clicking through it. He's clicking through it. He he oh. goes, you got a lot of stuff in your purse. I'm like, I'm sorry. You're like, tell me. <laughs> so then he pulls my wallet, my makeup bag out. He runs those through separately. He's clicking through it again, clicking through it again. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, what do you see? And he's like, do you have any weapons in here? I'm like, no. What? Oh, sis. Accidentally? Girl, it was my baby knife on my keychain. Oh, my God. For those of you that don't remember, <laughs> this is what, okay, I, this is why I didn't put it on my keychain, actually. That's I was like, mm, better not. You found, you're obsessed with many things. Let's go back. Let's go back. You're obsessed with like many things, mini food, mm-hmm. mini chef, like all these little like mini, mini, mm-hmm. mini. So you were like, oh my God, I found these like little mini knives mm-hmm. on Amazon that I want us to get. And uh-huh. you bought four of them and I got two and you got two. Mm-hmm. And they're cute. They, they actually are, they, they will cut. Uh-huh. They're little sharp ass little knives and they look like a little Japanese a sushi knives kind of. There, like there's one that's like, like a cleaver and I... I don't even know which one's on my keychain. They're in little sheaths. Like, it's yeah. on my keys. Didn't even think about it. They're just... And, I mean, yeah, you could hurt someone with it. But, I mean, like, it's not... It, it's, like, literally a two... Like, an inch, maybe, yeah. two yeah. knife. So, he pulls out my keys. <laughs> and he <sighs> points out this baby knife to me. Right. I'm like, oh, my God. I am so sorry. Oh, He's like, like, I'm going to need you to go put this in your car. Like, okay. I'm like, okay. I send my son to go put it in my car. Right. I take it off my keychain. I hand it to my son. I give him my keys. I send him to go put it in my car. Right? Yep. He goes. He puts it in my car. He comes back. We're waiting forever, right, for him to come back. I'm standing here. I'm waiting for my son to come back. I'm like. How long does this take? Like, first of all, I think this is the stupidest fucking thing ever. Right. right like, really? Because I'm, I cannot hurt anybody with this. Literally, no. Like. <laughs> Dude. I'm guarantee you, Acletus came through with a bigger pocket knife in his back pocket. Exactly right. So then, then a sheriff says, like, is he running? I go, he's 15. Probably not. He goes, you could have stopped at 15. He's not running. (laughs) And you're like, yeah, what are you going to do? So my son comes back in. He's got my keys in his hand. He knows not to go through the metal detector with keys. He hands the keys to the sheriff, right? This sheriff's pissed off at me by now because my bag is full. He's had to dig through my bag. I had a quote-unquote knife on my keys. He hands my keys to the sheriff. Okay. Do you know what the sheriff then sees on my keys? Look at my keys on the table. The, The kitty? It's to stab your eyes in case you attack me. Of course. Again, this is one of those like handheld things that you can put your fingers through. It's kind of like... Brass knuckles, but imagine like two cat ears that can like hurt somebody. Now, this is a self-defense device. This is entirely different. Yes, but this thing is probably five inches. Oh, this thing will fuck you up. And it's big. And he says, now he's even more exasperated and pissed off. He goes, I didn't even see this. I'm like, dude, you saw the one inch knife, but you didn't fucking see the giant red cat that I can stab your eyes out with. For real, bro. I didn't see that, but this no. is what's going through no, my head. No, of course. Good, yeah, because you're going to say that to a cop. No. Absolutely So now not. he's really pissed off at me. Oh, God. And he looks at me and he goes, where are you going? I go, I just need to go get the county clerk's office and get a marriage license. He goes, I will hold your keys. Go take care of your business. He's like, I'm done with this bitch. I don't give a fuck. 
do whatever you're going to do. Come back for your fucking keys. Get the hell out of my place. So it took me less than five <laughs> minutes to get this marriage license because oh, ain't did. nobody at the county clerk's office in the middle of the day or 9 a.m., right? And that was the fastest transaction you've ever run in your life. Exactly right. So then we come back upstairs. Running, because you're like, I don't want to piss this guy off more. Not today. I get back upstairs to, you know, where the metal detector and all the sheriffs are. Said sheriff is no longer there because he's fucking done with me. He handed me off to everybody else. Instantly. As soon as you were like, fuck this bitch. So I walk up to the like counter, right? And... One sheriff goes, ma'am, you exit through those doors. Oh, God. And a complete other sheriff goes, she has the cat keychain. Oh, no. So you, they're, like, talking to each other. And so then he's looking for my keys, and he doesn't know where the keys are. And he's like, do you know where he put the keys? And I see him on a shelf. I go, they're right there. They're right there. You're just like, hey, man, it's me. Right there. Fuck it. It's whatever. Like, I could have made him, like, search and search because he's looking by the metal detector or whatever. I was like, they're over here, dude. Oh, my God. So then what happened? They hand you your keys and you're like, beep. You, like, run away as fast as humanly possible? Yep. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) Yep. That's amazing. (laughs) What are you trying to do, Amanda? I'm trying to stab someone with a mini knife and my self-defense cat ears. Yeah, apparently. Get your shit together, girl. (laughs) So next time I have to go to the Justice Complex, which I hope is fucking never, I am taking my car key and a form of payment and an ID. And that's it. Like handheld only. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I will leave everything else in the car, and then if somebody steals my purse, I will walk back in, and I will say, my purse is stolen because you bitches are fuckers. Yeah. Because y'all can't handle a purse, apparently, in a metal detector, like, little belt. He literally was clicking through the pictures several fucking times. I'm like... Well, to your point, there's nothing going on, so he was probably just bored as shit, like, trying to find a reason... You know what I mean? Like, dude, you did this to yourself. Oh, I also had my pillbox in there with my medicine. He was probably trying to figure out what type of pills were in my pillbox, see if it was drugs. Yo, I'm here with my son. It's not drugs, man. Do you want to go through all my diseases? I have fucking anxiety. You're ramping this shit the fuck up. Yeah, this... (laughs) Actually, give me that pill case. Give me that pill case. I'm going to need one of them. You got some water? Oh, I added Topo Chico in my purse. You just... You should have just left it with him. You should have just been like, can I just leave my purse with you? You should have like gone full, like total, like, oh my God, you're so right. Can like, I leave my purse with you? Just really <laughs> see what happens. Oh, God. oh, oh. And then the next day at the bank was even worse. How? I How? forgot to tell you about the bank situation. Oh, please. Now we're on a roll. <laughs> so I had to get my marriage license because I changed my name on a bank account. <laughs> Long story, long story. Anywho, so I go to the bank, not my bank. I go to the bank, I got my birth certificate, I got my marriage license. I walk in said bank. Not my bank, so it's set up real weird. This man goes, because I look around confused because, like, it's not set up like a normal bank. And he goes, can I help you? I go, I just need to change my name on an account. He goes, okay, hold on. Sally will be right with you when she gets off her phone call. Okay, cool. So I sit down, right? I can fucking hear Sally's phone call 
the entire time. Bitch is fucking gossiping. Oh, bitch. 25 minutes later. What? I'm fucking livid, right? So this is the day of my infusion. Wait, wait. So this bitch is spending 25 minutes that you were there Mm -hmm. talking about, let's just say her coworker, whoever. So she... Who is she talking about now? I want to know. I could hear like, it was like work related but it was work related gossip does that make sense absolutely she's like and then she did this so, handed me the form and it was like Mm-mm, not right and you're like, i i fucking get up first i call my husband and i talk real loud on the phone and i tell him i'm like look i've been waiting for 25 minutes for this girl that's on the phone gossiping and i don't know what to do what should i do and i'm hoping that somebody hears me right yeah so then they're like wait who what now so if they hear me, they choose to ignore that. Mm-hmm. So I get off the phone with him. I get up. I go to the dude that helped me, right? And he's like, and I go, look, is there somebody else that can help me? Because she's just gossiping on the phone over there. Nice. And he's like, I'm sorry. I don't do that. So I can't help you. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? So he's like in a panic, right? Because he's like going to try to find someone to help me or, or whatever. And so then some other lady, and she's like... She says to me, well, do you have an appointment? Oh, okay. You know what? So I know what she expects me to say. Oh, no. I guess I'll just make one, right? Oh, yeah. Do you know what I say? Oh, please. I stare her down and I go, do I need one? Snaps. What'd she say? No, I'll get someone to help you. Oh, and there it is. Because you know you don't have to have an appointment at the bank. What the fuck is that shit? What? I have an appointment at the bank. What am I, a bajillionaire? Yes, please bring my private escort. Like, what? What, are you going to lay out a carpet or something if I make an appointment? Get out of here with that trash. What is this? What is this new policy? What is with the appointment thing? You mentioned this is the other one, too. Mm -hmm. It is a COVID thing. Now, I get certain places make sense, the appointment thing. Sure. But what? You know you don't have to have an appointment at the bank. No. So y'all want money or not? Okay. <laughs> so I, I do, I did. I stared that bitch down. I go, well, do I need one? I'm like, we not doing this bitch because it was my infusion day. I was already freaking the fuck out. I had the, this was not the day. Not this the day. Not the day, people. No. I just need to get my name changed on this account. And that's what I'm doing. And I wasn't fucking leaving until that happened. Yep. So I was like, do I need one? And she was like, no, we'll get someone to help you. I'm so sorry. I was like, yeah, because it's real frustrating when you tell me she's going to help me when she gets off the phone and I can hear her phone call and she's gossiping. Yeah. So I'm reiterating that I can hear what the fuck is going on. Mm-hmm. And, and you need to fucking get someone to help me now. Yeah. And the other thing is, is like, if I can hear her. So can the rest of your customers, if you have anybody else in here, okay? Handle your shit. Like, don't get me wrong. We all gossip at work. We all talk about whatever, whatever, whatever. Everybody, it's fine. It's whatever, right? But when somebody goes over to you and they went over to her and told her I was waiting for her. Then you hang up the phone. Yeah, you go, hey girl, I got a customer. Okay, I got to talk. Right? And then call back and finish. Exactly. After the fact. After you're done, like, hold up a sec. I'll call you right back. Yes. 
That's how you do it. So then the girl that ended up helping me, because there was no way they were going to have Sally help me after this. <laughs> no. They were going to keep that bitch as far away from me as possible. Yeah. Because they were afraid I was going to go postal on her. The fact was, I was not going to yell at her. I was just wanting to get helped by somebody. Yeah, you're like, girl, look, it's not the fact that, it's not you. I just need to get this done. Period. So, yeah. So the girl that helped me, I was like fucking nice Nancy. Okay, we turned on the nice Nancy. I was like the opposite of a Karen with the girl that helped me. Yeah. To fucking prove a point. Like, I'm, t- I'm not a bitch. I promise. <laughs> it's just, hello, this is ridiculous. There's nobody in this fucking bank. I need to do one simple thing. All you need to do is erase my maiden name and type in... This. This new name. Yeah. So you have to fucking do. <laughs> on one account. It's not that fucking hard. In fact, type in your password. I'll fucking do it for you. Yeah, bitch. Hold up. Get, move to the side. <laughs> Have you ever wanted to do, like, legitimately wanted to do that before? Standing in line or whenever they're, whenever somebody's, like, clicking in something on a computer to update. Like, I legitimately am like, I can actually do that faster. Instead of asking me, if you just roll around the keyboard, got you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, I can see the girl was nervous, afraid that I was going to be a bitch. Of course. I'm not going to be a bitch. I just wanted someone to help me. Like, there was no reason for me to wait 25 fucking minutes. No. And this is where Karens have ruined customer service for everyone. And here's, here's a perfect example. You are not like a Karen asking for something outside the scope of whatever that business does, right? Like, these bitches walk into Starbucks and go, why don't y'all sell hamburgers for my son? He's hungry. It's like... Because we don't sell hamburgers here. I don't give a fuck. You guys need to sell hamburgers for my son. And it's like, we don't have hamburgers. We're Starbucks, right? You are asking for customer service. That's it. Normal, regular old customer service, right? Where you walk into a business and they go, hi, how are you? How may we help you? You need a service? Great. Come this way and you're helped. Within a reasonable amount of time based on the number of people they have in there. When there's zero people, the fuck are you doing? There was, right? I, I heard a girl on the phone gossiping. The guy that said he didn't know how to do that was sitting at his desk with another dude eating breakfast tacos. There was another girl sitting at her desk, like, granted she had some papers in front of her, but, like, you could put those papers to the side. And, like, I couldn't see the tellers because they were, like, around a corner. So, like... In my head, I'm not understanding why it's taking 25 minutes and I have to now be like this just to change my name. Exactly. And that's, that's it. That is something that has changed COVID as well. Is like customer service has gone down quite a bit. Have to do with the Karen problem where they assume everyone's a Karen. Because honestly, hate to say it, customer service sucks. We've all done it and it does suck. People suck. But now it's gotten to the point where you can't even get basic, basic like, service. I had to act like that to, to, get, to have someone fucking help just me. Just to have someone help you. Right. It's a totally different thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So what happened? So you were totally pleasant and you're like, look, girl. Oh, yeah. I'm not mad. I just want to. Yeah. It shouldn't I, take 25 minutes to get the simple thing done. It's, I, I didn't on. even apologize for how I acted because I felt like I had to act that way to be helped. Right, which is insane. But I was perfectly nice and pleasant during the entire transaction. Right. 
And then, of course, the computer goes on. She's like, I'm so sorry. Like, I could tell her getting in everything. I'm like, it's fine. You're like, and again, I'm not mad at this. It's this lack of that's the problem here. I'm like, it's fine. I was like, it's fine. Yeah. I'm like, look, I just need to change my name on this account. Here's my birth certificate. Here's my marriage license. And she's like, as she was kind of see your ID. I was like, here you go. She goes, do you have your ID with your main name on it? I go, no, I've been married over 20 years. I was like, that's why I have my birth certificate. Mm-hmm. And here and we are. And my marriage license. Yeah. <laughs> like, do I have my ID with my maiden name? Oh my God, girl. You'd have to dig that out of for forever. Do you even have the it? landfill? Yeah. Oh, you. Yeah. I mean, why would you keep it? Yeah. Do you have anything with your maiden name on it? God, I never thought about my that. My birth before. certificate. Well. <laughs> thank you. Yes. Thank you. You're right. <laughs> I, yeah, that's why I was like, that's why I have these two documents <sighs> because the people that are asking me to do this already called the bank, and that's what they told them that I needed. So here I am. So then. Transaction goes through, blah, 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 done. Yes. How long did it take? Five minutes? Ten? Ten? With the computer glitch Maybe and everything? Maybe 15 with the computer glitch. Exactly. So in other words, it's like, look, guys, I can be out of your hair so y'all can go back to gossiping and eating breakfast tacos faster if you just help me to get me the fuck out. That's what these customer service motherfuckers aren't understanding nowadays. That's what we used to do. Is like, let's help these bitches out as quickly as possible so then we can get back to fucking around. Exactly <laughs> right. Come on. Exactly That's right. What you do. You want to get them out? The uh huh. Yeah, I'll help them over here. Cashier. You know what I mean? Let's go, bitch. Get the hell out. Get out. Get out. Exactly <laughs> right. The quicker you help me, the faster I'm out. The faster you can fuck off. The longer I sit there, the more pissed off I'm gonna be, and then. We gonna have a problem. Yes. Exactly. I'm just glad it wasn't my bank. <laughs> they, you can't go back. Much like certain coffee places. <laughs> but I've been to the new coffee place three times this week. Yeah. Wow, three times. Potson's birthday. Ah, uh, podcasting. Podcasting. Natch. And I also made my husband a mobile order and had him pick me up one on Saturday when he got groceries. Aw. He's very sweet. I know. He's a good guy. I know. Don't tell him. I um. He's horrendous. I know. <laughs> oh. Well, who are you going to talk about today? Okay, so... Is this an SP episode? Yes. Okay. Heads up. So come back I for my mean, person. They're all SP episodes. Let's get real. That's true. That's why we have the warning and all that noise. But sometimes yeah. it always helps to have a little extra zhuzh if yeah. you feel... So here's the thing. It's like we're the same person sometimes. Do we synchronicity again? Mm-hmm. Oh, this is nuts. Okay, go for it. But I'm going to go back in time a little bit. This isn't current. So on November 29th, 2007, 23-year-old Jeanette Michelle Hawes, she went by Michelle. I may call her Jeanette. I may call her Michelle. We'll see how I feel when I refer to her. She took her one-year-old son, Jordan, and her three-year-old daughter, Shakela into the restroom at the food mart, which is a Texaco in Augusta, Georgia, where she was a regular customer, so everyone knew her. And this wasn't just a potty break on a road trip, though. After Michelle and her children entered the restroom, Amanda Thomas, the clerk, heard a scream and she called 911. According to Amanda, Michelle went into the restroom with her children and she heard the children crying. Then a little bit later, Amanda and two customers that were in the store as well 
heard a sound coming from the restroom that just didn't sound right. Amanda went back to the restroom and was unable to get the door open, and she couldn't hear any noise coming from the restroom. When the sheriff's deputies arrived, they were they had to force the door open, and what they found was not a good scene. Amanda said that when Michelle came in that day, she seemed different than usual, that something wasn't right about her, but she had no idea she would do anything to her kids. When they finally opened the door, he found Michelle on the floor with a steak knife covered in Jordan and Shakela's blood. Oh my God. When the sheriffs led Jeanette out of the food mart, she appeared detached, according to Amanda. And I quote, she wasn't crying. She didn't show any emotion. One of the other customers in the store mim- mimicked the same sentiments. Both Jordan and Shakela were pronounced dead upon arrival at the Medical College of Georgia Hospital. They had died of stab wounds to the chest, according to the chief deputy coroner, Mark Bowen. That's so horrifying. So Jeanette was charged with two counts of murder with possession of a knife during the commission of a crime. January 2008, Jeanette had a bench trial. And after being examined by doctors, it was determined that she dis- she suffered a psychotic breakdown on November 29th, 2007, when she murdered her children. And she was found not guilty by reason of insanity. Now, see, this is where you and I talk about bench trials and take the plea and whatever. And again, we're not lawyers, so do what's right for you guys, of course. But in instances like this, A, always get a lawyer, no matter what, innocent, guilty, doesn't matter. And B, if there's a possibility for a bench trial where it would go in your favor without a jury, do it. Basically, all that means is there's no jury. A judge determines your future. And depending on the judge, it can go either way. I read recently, actually, bench trials usually go harsher. Mm -hmm. But in instances like this where legitimately your lawyer's like, girl. So, you know, it is actually very difficult to use this insanity defense. Like, Very. Everybody thinks that it's so easy. Like, I'll just plead insanity. This it is, is not law and so order. so difficult yeah. to do. Like, the parameters to actually qualify for insanity defense are insane. So, for her to actually be found not guilty by reason of insanity means that she actually had mental health issues. Yeah, it was very apparent. They made an excellent case in her favor. And that's also probably why her lawyer was like, let's do a bench trial because juries are not going to understand fully what we're dealing with here. And judges will probably have seen this before. So unfortunately, yeah. So see where, where we, that's nuts. Cause last week, similar situation. That's insane. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I also would like to think, go with me here. Let's use our crystal minds that (laughs) like something in the universe is telling us to put this out here. You know what I'm Uh, saying by that? So maybe someone out there is struggling with this. And if this is you or your family, we love you and we hear you, we feel you, you know? So with this verdict, that was involuntarily committed to the Georgia regional hospital in Savannah. Here she was diagnosed with schizophrenia and bipolar disorder. Mm. So for two years, Jeanette received constant medication and counseling to stabilize her mental health. And in 2011, there was a petition to move her to a group home. And she was doing so well that two doctors at the hospital thought she, that they testified on her behalf 
to be moved from the hospital to a more relaxed group home. And they both testified that she no longer met the criteria for inpatient civil commitments. Okay. During the assessment of the petition at the district, at, at the petition, the assistant district attorney, Pittman Morris, was adamant about the fact that Jeanette's medication was the only thing responsible for her improved condition. See, back in October 2010, so a year before her petition, the doctors reduced the dosage of one of her drugs, and she had a psychotic episode after six weeks. Apparently, according to Dr. John Prather, one of the staff psychiatrists, Michelle suffered delusions that she was married to Michael Vick, you know, the professional football player. Oh, no, sweetie. And that Michael Jackson was her father. Oh, honey. Yeah. So he also described her as hyperactive, angry with staff, and suspicious of others. He also said that she approached some of the staff in a physically threatening manner. David Etheridge, a mental health specialist, spoke on Jeanette and her doctor's behalf saying that the episode in 2010 was a learning opportunity and the doctors now know not to alter her medications. And he also testified that the staff in the group home were trained to look for signs that Jeanette wasn't taking her meds and that there were safeguards to prevent another similar episode. And not only that, she was willing to take birth control to prevent her from having more children. Okay, so... It seems like the right things are being done here to protect her and others. So they were really going to bat for her. Oh, yeah. To move her from the mental health hospital to this group home. Where she has a little more freedom Mm -hmm. and it's, you know, a hospital's a hospital, guys. It's not great for long-term care. So Judge J. Carlisle Overstreet, the Augusta Circuit Superior Court Chief overseeing the petition was not convinced that there were significant precautions in place to move her from the strict hospital setting to the more relaxed group home. And he denied the petition because he felt like it would subject the community to potential harm. And, mm. But he did leave the, an opening for another petition after a year. So he didn't completely say, no, she's never going to be able to get out. Okay. It was just like right now, no. He's like, right now, I feel like she needs to stay where she's at. Okay. So it wasn't like a complete, she can never get out. Okay. Now, Jeanette did come up for a conditional release to a group home again in 2022. And I wasn't able to access this article because I... Honestly, did not want to pay for the Augusta, Georgia newspaper. Sorry, Augusta, Georgia newspaper, but we ain't got money like that. And no (laughs) other news source covered this. Yeah, that's And so all I know is that her conditional release was denied again. Interesting. I don't have any other information on it because I could not find any other news source that covered this. The case. Yeah. So my, the, I do, I know they do this in Canada. Okay. I'm just going to say that like this whole idea of like, if you're, if you're found guilty of with mental illness, you kind of like move from, you know, mental illness facility to like group home to then probation essentially where you're checked in on and they make sure you're taking your meds to freedom completely kind of like that. I don't know how it is in this country, but I, 
Either she really does need this level of care or someone's not seeing her. I, I don't know. See, I don't know. Something could have happened at the hospital again between her first petition and her second petition. Sure. Yeah. Like I said, it was I 10 don't, years at least. I don't know because I didn't pay for the article. Well, yeah. And also like it's a mental illness. Who knows what could have happened? Exactly right. Her Who mental knows? illness could have progressed to the point yep. where she, it's not safe for the community for her to be out. Yeah. Yep. You know, and she's not responsible enough to take her own medications because that's what she would have to do in the group home. Right. While they're trained to watch for signs she's not taking her medication, she would be responsible to take it on her own, whereas in the hospital, they're giving it to her. Yeah, literally, like, handing it to her or intravenously, however they're doing it. Right. And I do want to say that I do not believe that she all of a sudden started having schizophrenic delusions that caused her to stab her children in the restroom of a gas station. No. I believe that there were signs that led up to this tragedy, but they were probably not taken seriously by those around her. Yeah. It's important to take signs of mental health distress seriously, and I I couldn't find any background information on her, so I don't know what was happening in her life leading up to this episode. I did see an article that kind of mentioned, I think her brother's, I think it was her brother's dog was stabbed and she did kind of have some paranoid, paranoia around that. And mm. maybe she was traveling around the country prior to the episode in the bathroom, but it was very briefly mentioned on maybe not such a credible website. Yeah. So you didn't want to really reference it, maybe. but it's a possibility yeah it's a possibility she was having Hmm. some paranoia and kind of running from the paranoia right so i think there were signs of this beforehand so it may not have necessarily been out of the blue oh yeah it was just a very extreme tragedy that ended after some not so serious paranoia yeah i i yeah i think like possibly and from what i know of schizophrenia it does show up later like in your late 20s so if she's right around that age you know what i mean i think it's like late teens early 20s late teens early 20s okay mm-hmm. which and again it's varying so it could ramp up you know, like you said, it mm-hmm. could get worse. It could be exacerbated by something that happens, mm-hmm. you know. Like if the dog being stabbed could have... Like the parent, like you said, paranoia. Set it off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who who knows? Mm-hmm. Like, the, again, the brain is... It's a mystery. It's still a mystery to us, guys. Like, this is not a joke. Like, psychology has gone so far, but even they will admit they have no clue. They actually don't even know how our medications technically work in our brains. They're like, we know that Prozac works, but we don't know how. Mm-hmm. We know what it does to receptors, but we don't know like how and why exactly. Like it's still a very new world for us. So uh, I mean, look at my MS. They don't know yeah. why my body is attacking itself in my brain. Correct. It's, think about that. Like they're just... In, 
speaking of, actually, I think Parkinson's are starting to figure it out. Like, wait a minute, we think we found what's triggering the brain to do this thing. So never know. You never know. I heard there's also some really promising treatments in the UK that we talked about that were like on the forefront, which I'm like, let's go. But no, you're right. It's, it's, and a lot of times, this is like what you were saying last time, where like, if you have a friend who's like acting kind of weird, check in on them. You just never know. Like in, if you get a suspicion or you have that gut vibe, like kind of seek it out. If you feel like it might be rooted in truth, you know what I mean? And this may sound harsh, but at the end of the day, maybe a mental health hold could save somebody's life. Absolutely. 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 You never know because it's tough love for sure to call somebody and say, Hey, can you hold my loved one for three days and evaluate their mental health? But if it saves their life, like you said, in the long run. I mean, this isn't an addict because like an addict, they're not going to stop doing whatever drugs, alcohol, meth, whatever. They're not going to stop doing that until they want to get their own help. But mental health, it's not that. Mm-hmm. Like mental health, you have to get them help before they harm other people. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes people don't know what they're doing. And they don't know that they need help. Correct. Because oh. they don't realize what what they're doing exactly right they literally like i'm, I'm gonna pick on kanye okay i really do not think he knows what the hell he's doing and the fact that people around him have not stopped him makes me more upset there's people around him that are taking advantage oh, taking his money of his <laughs> terrible mental health yep. like that kkk leader egging him on unbelievable and no don't get me wrong there are plenty of people that are mentally ill that are not incredibly anti-Semitic. We absolutely think that's disgusting. Oh, I think that's disgusting. It has nothing to do with his mental illness. However, I think it's like an exacerbation. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? It's like there's this weird thing that's like triggering him that's leading down. It's not good. They're taking advantage of someone who's mentally ill. Yep. and egging them on and encouraging him to do these things that I don't think he wouldn't do if he was medicated and getting the help that he needs. I completely agree. Absolutely. If that makes sense. Absolutely. And, and that is sitting there than his anti-Semitism. Enjoying the fact they're getting a black man mm-hmm. to be anti-Semitic. Mm-hmm. It's, it's fucking gross. Mm-hmm. And so if he had one person, which from what I understand of his history, it was his mother before she died, to say no, to go no, tough love, or take your meds, or whatever, then I don't think he would be in this situation that he's in today. He may still be a hate-filled person. We don't know. That's definitely something else. But at least he will have his mental health back on track because... I truly don't think he knows what he's doing. I, from what I understand, he's bipolar. Thus, he has like these manic episodes. Mm-hmm. And that makes sense. If you look at his behavior, like mm-hmm. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, he's in the news like for months at a time, then he's gone. Mm-hmm. You know? And so, I don't know. I worry about his kids. Oh my God, yes. And I worry about his kids inheriting that, men- that mental health, those mental health issues. Mm-hmm. And... 
the Kardashian family not getting them the help they need. Right. Or using it and exploiting it. And it's gross. Like, it's like, this is not reality TV. This is someone's life. Mm-hmm. These are real people. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you shouldn't be. Yeah, totally agree. But you're right. I feel like that. What was her name? I'm sorry. The girl you just did? Haas or Michelle Haas. Okay. I think she went by Michelle, but she went her, Michelle? it was Jeanette Michelle Haas. I just really hope she is. It sounds like she is getting the help she needs. I, I hope she is still in at least a, my chance, a healing phase, you know, because mm-hmm. again, like, it's just so sad. Like these stories we keep hearing about these, these people who are hurting their children, mothers mainly, it's because of just untreated or even treated mental illness, treated the wrong way, you know, with a, the, a different medication or not, not addressed in time kind of thing. Or in Andrea Yates's case, she tried for years to get help. Mm-hmm. At least two, three times a year, she would be on a 72 hour hold. And what would happen? She's good again because she's on her meds and then they'd release her. And, and then she'd stop taking her meds. Well, and you know, and in Andrea Yates' case, she had that religious. I'm, Under- I, I, you can't see me, I'm doing air quotes. Religious. Mm-hmm. Religious person. person. Taking advantage of her, which is where she, which was leading to her delusions, which led to her drowning her children to quote unquote, save them. Exactly. Egging her on. Like what we just said. Again, it's like this poking the bear kind of thing, like seeing the mental illness and taking advantage of it. It's because you think they're not going to do anything bad. Right. Until it happens. You cannot poke people with mental health issues yeah especially ones that are untreated yeah it's not it's not good it's not good man i i don't know i'm just glad in that case they they saw what was happening there because unfortunately there are some cases where these women men even commit these crimes under mental illness and then they're convicted murderers Mm -hmm. and that is nowhere for someone with mental illness to be i mean it will fuck up a person with a sane brain, let alone, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not a healthy place to be. Yeah. Wow. I'm, I'm going to do a history lesson today too. Again, <laughs> synchronicity. It's so crazy. <laughs> we, maybe we've just been around each other too much. Maybe that's really what's going we on. We need there. to take a break. We're going to go on a break. Yes, we're going to go on a break. <laughs> like, you just got back, bitches. <laughs> so today I'm going to talk about Mary Church Terrell. Or Terrell. You tell me. It's T-E-R-R-E-L-L. Terrell? Terrell? Two R's, two L's. I know. It could go either way, right? It could go either way. I'm going to go Terrell. We're going to go Terrell. Okay. She was born Mary Eliza Church on September 23rd, 1863 in Memphis, Tennessee to Robert See, Reed it's even Church. the same time frame as it mine. It is. It's bananas. I don't know how we keep doing this. It's truly amazing. She was born to Robert Reed Church and Louisa Ayers. Her parents were freed slaves and prominent members of the black elite in Memphis. Her dad was a businessman and her mom owned her own hair salon. Her dad made a fortune buying property and is considered one of the first African-American millionaires. This motherfucker was a millionaire in the 1800s. That would be like Tennessee. That'd be like trillionaire today. Dude. I don't know for a fact. I'm just assuming. No, but for real, probably. I mean, like I was just that whole thing that happened there. I was like, I'm sorry. When did this happen? (laughs) 
I, again, this is a history I never learned. She, Mary Tyrell, has one brother, and her parents divorced when she was young, but not without instilling in her that education was incredibly important. She went to grade school and high school. She then went to Oberlin College and took the four-year gentleman's course at the time. Okay, so little history lesson, didn't know this. Colleges that accepted women and men would have a male program for four years and a female or woman program, ladies course, for either two or three years. So I'm going to go with file the sunder misogyny, women are dumb, because even some of the women, when, when Mary decided to take the four-year gentleman's course, were like, why would you want to do that? It's like got hard shit in it, like Latin and stuff. And she's like, because I want to. So in, t- in 18, $1 million in 1860. Yeah. I just grabbed 1860. Sure. Would be $36 million, $44,578.31. That, so if he's a multimillionaire back then, let's just say he's $10 million, that'd be $360 million in today's money. Yes. That's insane. That is still enough. That's fuck you money. That's enough money to where you can go and literally be like, I don't need to be dealing with any of this. Well, wow. see, but this one, this calculator, that was a different one. This one says that that would be six billion. That seems more right. Yes. This one seems more right. Yeah. Six billion seems more right. That's fucking nuts. Can you imagine? Hundreds, thousands. Yeah. It'd be a seven, right? No, no, no. I, I don't know. Eight? Yeah. Yep. So that is, yeah, absolutely insane amount of money for anyone, but a black family. Okay. He's a prominent businessman, property owner, business investor. His wife is owns a hair salon, right? Like these are like prominent members of society. Their daughter is going to Oberlin College. She's taking the gentleman's program. So we're talking about a successful, well-established family in the 1800s. It's amazing. Just so everyone knows, I didn't know this either. Oberlin was the first college in the United States to accept women and African-Americans. And Mary graduated with a bachelor's and then a master's degree in education in 1885. And it was at college she met Anna Julia Cooper and Ida Gibbs Hunt. This group of ladies all became activists for women's and African-Americans' freedom and equality. Mary started teaching at Wilberforce College and then moved to Washington, D.C. in 1887 at the age of 24, where she taught at the M Street Colored High School. Mary decided to take a leave of absence in 1888, Okay, get this. And instead traveled around Europe for two years, where she became fluent in French, Italian, and German. What? I'm just like, can I travel around Europe for two years? <sighs> Our dads need to be millionaires. Oh, yeah. Well, mm. Even if he was, he wouldn't give me the money and travel no, around no, Europe. For two years. Preach. <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> I mean, he could be for all I know. <laughs> Same. So later, when she came back to her school, she met a fellow teacher named. Heberton Tyrell, and I'm picturing like a meet cute in the hallway where they're like the bumping into each other, the papers fly everywhere moment, you know, like, oh my God. And then he's picking it up and he's like, looks up and he sees her and she sees him. And it's like that handing the paper back slowly. 
In my mind, he's been eyeing her for a while. Oh, you think so? And then he's like finding a reason. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, she's back. Yes. And he realized how much she loved her while she was away. Yes. <sighs> okay. Hallmark, write this movie immediately. But we get royalties because it was our idea. Yeah, absolutely. Copyright right now. <laughs> Hit record. So they eventually married in 1891 and they had one daughter named Phyllis. Yeah, I don't love Phyllis. I don't love Phyllis. No, but like, it's the 1800s. I mean, I'm sorry. They could have named her. There's plenty other 1800 names that are cute. Violet. Pearl. Oh my God. Ruby. Or or like a a two first name person. Mary Kelly or like Marianne. You know what I mean? Yeah. There was plenty other cute names out there. Yes. So they also later adopted another girl. And one article I read said it was actually her niece. And her niece was named Mary. So they adopt a little girl named Mary. Mary Pearl. (laughs) Mary Pearl, yeah. Her husband had graduated, get ready, from Harvard before he was a teacher. And he would later become a lawyer and then a judge after receiving a law degree from Howard University School of Law in 1889 as a black man. Like, again. Like, what the fuck? These people are just... What are we doing with our lives? I'm sorry. What are we doing? I've got to go. Yeah. Like, I can no longer do this podcast. I feel bad about myself. I'm like, these people are incredibly successful, like, right out the gate. Unbelievable. You're making me feel bad about myself. i got to go. <laughs> so, in 1892, unfortunately, Mary saw one of her friends, Thomas Moss, be lynched by a white people mob happened in memphis and the only reason they did this was because thomas's business was their competition that's it mary obviously was deeply troubled by this so she joined forces with ida b wells barnett and they started an anti-lynching campaign this started her down the path to her true purpose which was to found the national association of colored women it all started with her and other founding members Helen Apo Cook, Ida B. Wells Barnett, Charlotte Fortin Gimke, Mary Jane Patterson, Evelyn Shaw, and her friend Anna Julia Cooper. They first founded the Colored Women's League, and the goal of the league was to promote unity, social progress, and African American interests with Helen Apo Cook as the president. They took the initiative of taking their activism past the church and they brought it to the streets, so to speak. Because again, the African-American community has always been deeply tied to church. Like it's kind of like the the meeting place for them. Mm -hmm. And we discussed that in our MLK Jr. episode too. Absolutely. And it makes total sense. So they're like, well, if we need to get past just this, not everyone's here. We need to go to where the people are and like talk to them and start this progression, you know? So they started a kindergarten training program and this was part of the washington dc public school program and this led to her being promoted to the dc board of education from 1895 to 1906 crt has always been in our schools guys right there they had a training program and kindergarten washington dc schools in the 1800s guys So we did actually start to do this at some point in our history. Where did that go? 
is it like do we have to have people like this have to push it in there again like yes. come on so at the time that these incredible ladies were organizing so were other women leaders in Boston with similar goals under the guidance of suffragette Josephine St. Pierre Ruffin when they Two groups heard about each other. They're like, well, let's combine efforts. And they made the National Association of Colored Women. This was the first secular national organization dedicated to black women in the United States. Their motto is lifting as we climb. I'm sorry. That should be everybody's motto. Bro. I was like, that is right. Exactly. Mary was elected president twice in 1896 and 1901, and then honorary president of the NACW. As president, she would write and speak extensively and became a major part of the suffragette movement in the early 1900s. And Mary and Susan B. Anthony, well-known leader of the white women's suffragette movement, were friends. And she described the friendship as delightful, helpful friendship. And it spread the word for all women's right to vote. So... Racism was strong in the suffragette movement in the United States. I didn't know that, but it makes sense. So the white women basically wanted nothing to do with the black women who were pushing for the exact same thing, but they had two things against them. They're black and they're women. So they had a little bit more to lose. And the white women, much like a lot of movements now, kind of like, overshadow and go, well, you know, you guys have your thing and we got our thing. Mm-hmm. I was happy to hear that Susan B. Anthony at least reached across. I'm going to say Mary Tyrell probably reached across the aisle first, but Susan took it on and was like, absolutely, let's do this thing. doesn't make sense for us not to be doing this thing together, right? Because y'all are women too. It's a shocker. Oh my God, right? They have the same parts. Everybody's got the same part. Exactly. So it's like, hello, let's do this together. Let's lifting as we climb, right? So anyway, February 18th, 1898, Mary was one of the few black women to be allowed to attend the National American Women's Suffragist Association in D.C., and she addressed them by stating that this was a, quote, double burden that black women were facing, that compared to white women, they have to overcome not just their sex, but also their race. And she was absolutely correct. Mary was also a prolific journalist, because, you know, she's... You know, she... Not doing anything yeah, in she, her free time. she got a lot of time on her hands. Yeah. She wrote for the AME Church Review, the Chicago Defender, the New York Age, the Washington Tribune, and many others. In 1909, Mary was also one of the founding members of the NAACP, and she co-founded the College Alumni Club, later named the National Association of University Women. The 19th Amendment was passed in 1919, which if you're like me, I forget what the amendments are, that's the women's right to vote. And this is where Mary stopped. She kept pushing for civil rights for the rest of her life. She wrote her autobiography in 1940 called A Colored Woman in a White World. And at age 87 in 1950, she joined others in protesting Jim Crow laws in a restaurant called, this is the dumbest name of a restaurant ever, John R. Thompson Restaurant. I mean, John R. Thompson owned it. What else was he going to call it? It's like, it's like a... Like, if a restaurant was Times New Roman, you know what I mean? Like, so basic. Like, boring. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's what they were all called back then. I bet, like, they served bland chicken and, like, flavorless soups. Everything was flavorless back then. Ugh, I gross. bet you. 
Ugh. I bet they didn't even have salt and pepper. Probably not. That's just prob- probably pepper was the spiciest spice they ever got. You know what I mean? Ugh. So she, 87, was doing like basically a sit-in in a restaurant protesting segregation. Like, bitch. That's like incredible. She's like, no, fuck y'all. I've been fighting y'all my entire life. Get me out of here. You get me out of here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Love it. She lived to see the Supreme Court ruling in 1953 where they ruled on Brown versus Board of Education, essentially ending all forms of segregation. Mary died July 24th, 1954 in Maryland at the age of 90, truly lifting others as she climbed. So I was like, this girl, it, what? How have I never heard about you? She literally had her hands in everything. Because oh. our public school system doesn't want us to know about right. people like that? That's right. And also, I was in private school, so it's even worse. You were in religious private school. Oh, man, you should have heard the history I learned. So Jesus came down with the dinosaurs, and the reason why the oh. dinosaurs lasted so long is because there was like this protective layer around the earth that only fell to earth after the flood, because that was where the flood came from. Oh, they told you about dinosaurs? Oh, yeah. They existed with Jesus. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, like, the only reason, like, we don't have, like, big, like, animals right now is because we don't have that, like, massive protective layer that existed before the flood. So, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Because that's the history I learned, this is somebody I really wanted to take time to educate myself about. And I actually have Rachel Cargill to thank for this. So, if you ever follow her, highly recommend it. She has been doing a... Black History Month series, essentially on her Instagram, like she just puts like a sub, a topic, a person's name or whatever in Black History, and you go out and you Google it and learn about it. So Jesus and the dinosaurs lived at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You all right? You good? She's like dead over there. <laughs> do you want me to talk about aliens? Would that make you feel better about your life? I can totally do that. I can't. So, you know, like the new disclosure, right? So now there's a bill where they're going to go all the way back to 1940 and investigate every single incident of alleged UFO incidents and provide a report this time next year, or I think it was like mid next year, June or something like that, to where they're going to like, the government's going to let us know all about all the UFOs. They're wasting my tax dollars on this? Yes, they are. We don't have free health care. USA. You. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Uh, where do I have to go to get a passport again? <laughs> Girl, you need to go back to one of those, How the I... justice place to get your birth certificate. You got to leave all your shit in the car, though. I got a birth certificate. I got a birth certificate. I got a birth certificate. I'm just saying, I'm so glad they're doing this because there's nothing else going on right now in the United States. They're basically, you know what the government's doing? They're talking on the phone, gossiping, while the country, all of us are you, sitting in the waiting room like, God damn it. I just want free health care. I don't even want free health care. I just want legal weed. <laughs> That's all I want in life. Oh Guys, can right? you describe my face right now? I think... That like you're pulling your face so hard, hun. Wrinkles. <laughs> I don't care. 
man. Yeah. So we're going to end there. <laughs> My brain just exploded. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. And as always, I might see you next Tuesday if I'm still here. <laughs> Thanks for joining us today. You can find us on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. And as always, we'll see you next Tuesday.